From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. Let's do it, bro. You got us some dope ones this yeah, week, Yeah, we man. got the Fat Bottom Pitch Evasion Lager. Dope yeah. Nashville uh, SC uh, can. Let's, yeah, uh, let's see how it is. Yeah, man. We're going to post up some. That's a good beer, dude. Post up a dope pic of that, man. We've been really letting the Instagram slack yeah. lately, but you know we're all about the the content, not the other pictures, content, dude. <laughs> not the other content. <laughs> about the real content around here, buddy. Uh, don't forget to check out our What a Maneuver store to get all the apparel you need. Check us out on Patreon to get all behind the scenes content, and go over on YouTube. And soon we'll be getting a lot of stuff up on there, and you can see the video versions of our shows. So how are you this week, buddy? Doing good, man. I uh, went to the pool again, and I was yesterday. I was really red, and now I'm like a tan beast. You know, I'm loving it. I'm looking good. Stephanie, however, still looks like a tomato. She is very <laughs> red. <laughs> what about you, man? Oh, I've been yeah. busy, man. Had fi- finally had a weekend off where I wasn't like either working or helping my mom with a move. Yeah. And Megan and I just literally stayed in bed like all day, just watching movies. Nice, dude. Just, like I made her some pancakes. I made, I grilled up some burgers, yeah, made I some get, juicy Lucy's. Oh, dude, dope. I got, I got pretty smashed at the pool, if I'm being honest. And I woke up with a horrendous, horrendous headache. Yeah. And so. I realized I needed to restock ugh. the beer at my house. So we went to a little, just a little dinner at our uh, parents' house. And I always take like a little. Stole cool, all their beer. Well, uh, <laughs> I got, and I usually pack up beer. I, I took my last six Coronas with me. So, yeah, that was. Uh, you already out of tailgate? Well, it's not at my house. Okay. That's at my mom's house. That's smart of you to not have it at your house. Because <laughs> you would be out of it. Because yes. yeah. <laughs> I've got about 60 left. Yeah, only 60. Yeah, only about 60. a night's worth. Got playoffs coming up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. So let's, uh, let's head on into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. We've got award finalists to talk about. Last week, we talked about the Ted Lindsay finalist, and we've today right. we've got Vesna, Calder, Selkie, Norris, Hart, Jack Adams, and Masterson, and Bing. So let's... Uh, I think we're only missing one more that's actually coming out tomorrow. So yeah. we'll have one more to tell folks about next week. Yeah, and that would be... I uh, don't think I wrote it down. Oh, the Hart Trophy finalists get uh, announced tomorrow. So just to work our way down at Vesna, we've got Connor Halyabuk, Tuka Rask, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, no, uh, apparently I had Andre Vasilevsky on the team, Vas- the Vasilevsky Lightning. The Vasilevsky <laughs> Lightning. Uh, the Calder, we have Quinn Hughes, Cal- uh, Kale McCarr, and Dominic Kubalik from the, the Blackhawks. And uh, I think both of our our picks yeah. right there in finalists right there, man. The Selkie, for, uh, which is the best defensive forward. We've got uh, Bergeron, Couturier, and O'Reilly. The Norse, we got John Carlson, Roman Yossi, and Victor Hedman. And Hearts being announced on the 21st. The Jack Adams, which is coach of the year. We've got Bruce Cassidy from the Bruins. We got Old Torts from the Blue Jackets. 
and Elaine Vignoir from the Flyers. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I might have added a little extra twist on it. Yeah. It might yeah. just be Alan Vignette. It, I think that that is actually what it is, but... <laughs> Elaine Vinois. I really look as much as I want to be spread out into new markets and stuff, Bobby. I'm really hoping that we're not getting spread out into Philadelphia this week because <laughs> we're going to get beat up. Okay, yeah. they have some Philly has some has some hardcore fans. They're going to beat you. Tell okay. you what, Philly fans, if you're listening, let us know. And if we can get a bunch of listens from you guys, we will make our hockey trip next year there and we will tell you where we are. I uh, I only want to do my hockey trip to Philly when I have enough money to afford uh, a bodyguard. So <laughs> to win the Bill Masterson Award, the dedication to hockey, uh, Stephen Johns from the Stars, Oscar Lindbaum from the Flyers, and Bobby Ryan from the Senators. And then Lady Bing, uh, which we got Nathan McKinnon, uh, Austin Matthews, which I don't think should be in there, and then Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues. And that wraps up the finalists, and we will hopefully know uh, when do they announce it. Have they announced when they will? I think uh, that the conference finals, conference is finals, when they will be announcing winners. Yeah. And we need to go back and find our actual picks. Yeah, I think somewhere. I think, I think episode one or two or three or something. It's somewhere in there. Somewhere. I mean, yeah. we'll I know find mine them. are on there. Maybe I think they're all just kind of. That was when we weren't as organized. Yeah, I I like to hide mine so I can make <laughs> stuff up. <laughs> all in pencil with a bunch of eraser marks. Oh no, a torts was it? It was my guy. <laughs> Actually, I think I did have torts as they. Well, I think one of us did. Uh, yeah, one of us definitely had it. I, I, I think. Fact I think I think I had them. But we'll find that oh, out. I think I yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you think you did now. Now uh, that he's on the list, buddy. Uh, Rogers Place uh, in sig- significantly damaged by a storm. It was pretty badly flooded. I think that's Mother, Mother Nature's way of saying, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you doing in Edmonton, buddy? I mean, even people from Edmonton are like, nah, it's too cold here. Yeah. Let's go to like Arizona or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of torts, uh, he was asked a question about how, what he thinks about on ice profanity and his response was just, I don't give a shit. So smart, smart. And that's, that's why he's going to win the Jack Adams right there. To be fair, he wasn't on the ice. So (laughs) we don't know how he feels about uh, profanity. We know how he feels about it in the press room. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's good with it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, David Pasternak was ruled unfit to play as of now for Bruins. Whew have to think that that's just man time management or yeah. just keeping him healthy yeah yeah he has to be or he's got a, he's he's filming a dunkin donuts commercial yeah. right now you know <laughs> i mean that that could be it uh the five second delay on the playoffs let's actually get into it, this and talk about it a little bit yeah obviously as a almost 30 year old guy without kids yet i'm like oh that sucks but i i understand there's a lot of kids who watch the the, the uh, NHL. I think we both had the had the same reaction. Obviously, that sucks, but smart, yeah. but smart. Yeah, okay. I think it protects the players. And I, what I think what's going to happen is if a player says something that is grotesque about race, gender, anything like that, that you know you can't say anymore. I think they're not going to hide that. I think that's going to find because here's the thing. SAP, the Spanish channel, is not going to be on a delay. That'll be right. Late. So if someone says something grotesque that they will be called out for, it'll be out there. The, I think the thing is, without any fans in the stands, without all that external noise happening, I think players are going to be a lot more cognizant of what they're saying. You know, in my, opi- in my, in my opinion, I think that they're going to be aware that, yeah, normally you're able, we're able to kind of tell what people are saying and stuff just by videos and all that stuff. 
But without all that external noise where they think that they're covered, you know, I think that they, I think that people are going to be very, very cognizant, especially because of the fact that they know hockey fans haven't had sports in a long time. So yeah. this is not only going to have eyes of, of dedicated hockey fans, but I think it's going to have general everyday fans that are tuning yeah. in at record numbers is my is my guess in my opinion so yeah. uh so i think they'll be a little bit more aware yeah i think maybe the first i think maybe the playing rounds yeah the, the qualifying but i think once you start getting to the real like the games of seven that's when they're you know their their competitive levels are going to raise and they're not going to they're going to just let it be letting it go. They should they should uh, they should all be wearing like mouthpieces so they can't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, they're going to let it fly for sure. There's definitely going to be someone that like they're going to be on that 5 second delay and it's going to be very very obvious <laughs> yeah. that uh that they've said something uh a little uh a little wild. So now that you know what's happening inside the boards, Time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. NCAA regulations for return to play have come out. We've got daily self-health checks, the use of face coverings and social distancing during training, competition and outside of athletics, testing strategies for all athletic activities, and testing and results within 72 hours of competition in high-contact risk sports. This is going to get crazy going my get real favorite, fast. My favorite is the daily self-help checks. <laughs> yeah. You wake up, you stretch, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> you yeah. know? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm fine, yeah. Mr. NCAA. So <laughs> no worries here. You know, <laughs> uh, NCAA, man. I mean, it's going <clears> to. <throat> so let's just, I mean, and I put the numbers on here. The number of NCAA athletes is 460,000 people. Football players, just Division One is around 74,000 players. That's not counting Division Two or Division Three. So we're looking at a ridiculous amount of tests that people, that they want them back within 72 hours. And they're saying high contact risk sports, but let's be honest here. Volleyball, you're touching the same ball as everyone else. They need to be tested just the same. I mean... Yeah, but no one cares about it. That's the thing, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> if if everybody, every school canceled their volleyball season... No one would well, know. My wife, who is a college volleyball player, would care. <laughs> would she know? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're talking about football and, and basketball. basketball. That is what they're talking and about cricket. here. And I mean, obviously, cricket and curling. Yeah. Obviously, and bowling, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I agree. This is something that they are going to I'm very interested to see how they're even game plan to check it is but basically what they mean is we're going to check the five big conferences make yeah. sure they're doing what's up uh we're going to try to find a way to suspend Bruce Pearl for forever <laughs> and do you really think they're going to like something tells me they're not going to be testing Alabama they're going to just say oh Alabama just send us to a test oh 100% no issues all year cool we got it all good all good sabes <laughs> No, I think that so you have coconut? I All think right. I think the biggest thing that's going to happen is we're going to have a big outbreak in, on one of the teams. Yeah. And uh and I think that that's going to really change the course of what's expected. I mean, yeah. And if it's going to happen anywhere, I think it's going to happen down in Gainesville. Is my Gaines, Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> uh, that I would say that that is a high likelihood of possibility since for what is it, 6 7 days in a row they've had 10,000 yeah. plus new positive and cases. And they announced so. today that they are actually not going to close the gyms at all. And they actually encourage people to go to gyms because, well, it makes it healthy. So 
you can't catch coronavirus if you're healthy. You got to be healthy is the thing, Bobby. That's what you're not thinking about. Like, you got to be healthy, okay? <laughs> They're and just so, assuming that only super healthy people go to the gym, not people trying to get healthy. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is with me in Florida is coronavirus has got to be like the least dangerous thing in Florida right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> just being generally in Florida Your neighborhood is crackhead dangerous. is just as dangerous. Just as dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm really interested to see how this, uh, how this is approached for sure. I mean, I think that what every conference needs to do is do what the big 10 does and <laughs> no out of conference games because <laughs> we've talked about it. You know, yeah. it can only travel if you're playing an out of conference game. It's all good. If you're not, you yeah. know, you're Vanderbilt fine. does not like that. Vanderbilt <laughs> is not a, not a fan. <laughs> they are not a fan at all. Be honest with you. Vanderbilt. May have just lost four wins this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we go with that plan, you yeah. know, so. And the only um, win left is going to be against UT now. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Vanderbilt always uh, always gives it one hundred and fifty seven thousand percent against uh, up against UT. So and zero against the rest. Yeah, I've, I saw Vanderbilt beat Missouri last year at the at Vanderbilt Stadium. That was crazy. I mean, you know, getting to see a Vanderbilt win is pretty rare as is, but actually getting to see it in their own stadium. <laughs> that's wild, man. It's so crazy how different that stadium is compared to other SEC stadiums. Like the other two SEC stadiums I've gone to is Neyland Stadium and Jordan-Hare Stadium, Auburn's and Alabama's. Oh, Auburn's and Alabama. <laughs> Auburn and Tennessee's. So I'm going to get some hate for that one. And, you know, Neyland has 107k, 107,000 folks. Yeah. Auburn's is roughly 90,000 folks. A good solid like 30, 35k. There's Texas high schools (laughs) that have better stadiums than than Vanderbilt. Uh, The crazy thing is, you know, I've always talked, you know, crap about Tennessee fans and how delusional they are. I found out recently that Vanderbilt fans are sometimes just as delusional. Very, very. They were straight up like, so they were like, someone was ranking the best like SEC uh, uh, stadiums and Vanderbilt was like, what about Vanderbilt? And someone was like, what about Vanderbilt? Tell me. And they're like, how is there any difference between Nayland Stadium and ours? And everyone's like, ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they are very, and like the thing is, the Where problem, to start? It's, it's funny, it's funny that we've brought this up, but now that we've brought it up, the problem I've found with Vanderbilt fans are, and not all Vanderbilt fans, I want to highlight, you know, this isn't everybody, this is not exclusive, but Vanderbilt fans care about their rival losing more than they care about winning. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the problem that has has meticulated, if that's the right word, it sounds big and it sounds nice. I think it works. It works for me. And it's, it's, that's their problem, but, uh. We digress a little bit. That's not even on the dock us to talk smack about Vanderbilt, but it always fits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Colonial Athletic Association on Friday canceled its schedule of conference football play for the fall due to the coronavirus pandemic. But member universities are permitted to pursue an independent football schedule. So I'm, that's just OK. Uh, some of those uh, colleges that are will not be taking part are College of William and Mary in no! Virginia. <laughs> uh, the University of New York at Albany. Towson University in Maryland uh, and the universities of Delaware, Maine, and New Hampshire. Big hitters there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. college football is really taking it. I hit. don't know how the AP 25 is going to handle this. Cancel the whole season. I mean, that's yeah. all I've got to say. Luckily, because Towson's out, I think Alabama might be number one now. They, that was stopping. It them. was close. They were, yeah. they were, they were this close. <laughs> with William and Mary, 
being taken out of the uh, of the chances to win the ship this year, I think it's wide open on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, we're seeing a lot of these small schools just, I mean, a lot of these schools can't, like, it's going to be seeing it's how they can afford. we talked about. Right, exactly. It's, like, I mean, look, dude, teams like Notre Dame and Michigan and Ohio State and Auburn and Alabama, they can afford this, dude. They got, like, billion-dollar endowments that, like, yeah. look, man. Now they'll say they can't afford it. They'll say, "Oh, sure. if we don't have football, we'll be we'll poor. Have, we'll be we'll oh. most certainly be subsidizing them uh, with our tax yeah. dollars." Like, oh no, we have we need tax money and we need to raise tuition by thirty thousand uh, dollars. Can I get one of those SBA loans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's definitely absolutely what will happen. But I mean, we know why. Yeah. Like they're not going to cancel football because yeah. we don't really need to. I mean, yeah, we're seeing it with other schools like Harvard canceled all in person classes. And they were like, oh, but our tuition staying the same. It's think still about, $55,000 a think year. About, yeah, think about dropping 55 k to like watch a YouTube video, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're doing, man. That's Honestly, what you're doing. That's what I would be doing. If I'm a student, I am live streaming the classes to YouTube yeah. and just ranking in that advertisement money, dude. There you go, bro. There you go. I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely absurd Get yourself absurd a VPN so they can't track it to you. That's absolutely absurd to me that um, that schools like that are still just be like, we're we're gonna we care about your safety but not if it hits our wallets <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. don't be a moron yeah. like a couple months ago i said i was gonna go back to take some mtsu classes and i you know one of the reasons i want to do that was also just get out because I, I work from home mm-hmm. really the only time i get out is like when i come here and you know I, I so i was like i'll get out of the house a bit you know get back on campus you'll get the you know get out a little bit and i'm like i don't know i'm not paying that much for an online class yeah. that i can do from right. like motlow Right, right. And well, especially especially when a lot of this stuff that you're learning, like you can learn this online. Yeah. Absolutely. One but of the it benefits is being in person interaction and asking and, questions. Yeah, some people are just working not in groups. Online. Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. That's I mean, just so you can be let down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the best part about working in groups. It's like yeah. I want my I want all of my college group members to be the pallbearers at my funeral yeah. so they can let me down one yeah. last time. <laughs> uh, now, listen, if the school can plan it so that a crazy uh, protester can come out my house while I'm doing online classes and tell That'd me how I'm dope. going to hell, all for it. That's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. If like, if, if they say, all right, you're going to have online classes, but we're once a week, we're going to send a Westboro Baptist <laughs> yeah. church guy to your home to, uh, you know, just scream yeah. at you while you're, while you're uh, drinking a beer or something like, you're going to hell, buddy. <laughs> and, oh, you know, I, I don't really, you know, yeah. I never really listened to him. My favorite part about all of that, though, was how mad people got. Yeah. <laughs> how upset people got. You know what was dumb? So when I was at Austin P, uh, there was a bunch of football players, like a bunch of like offensive linemen there. And they had one cop protecting this guy and like a crowd. And I was walking by and I was like, oh, I'm going to see what. And this is my first. I'm a freshman. So it's the first time you got to watch. Yes. And then all of a sudden you just see like three like huge, like 350 pound offensive linemen move the barricade and cold clock this guy. Dude is flat out. People are cheering. And I'm like, oh, Oh. I was like, is this what college is? This is like my second day. College is dope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And dude just ran off and and he just laid there. I was like, did I just witness a murder? It's funny that you said that because like one of my first week in college, like some he was standing up, you know, uh, by the KUC over in in MTSU. He's standing up on that wall and somebody flew by and like pushed him and he like (laughs) clocked his head and like there was ambulances and everything. Like, dude, like, do you really think 
that yelling and and hurting this guy changes anything. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. It that's makes what he, that's you why I'm like, look silly, listen, the, you know, because I have actually have seen on MTSC one time people like then like almost quit because like nobody was paying attention to him. He picked like a day like it was like a Wednesday when there's I guess like a Tuesday or Thursday when there's not many classes that day. He and people wants were just ignoring reaction. Them. Yeah, it was the NFL draft. They had a, they had those guys out there and people were just so yeah. mad. I can't believe you're you're talking about. You see, each side has the same voice, you yeah. know, <laughs> because like. Dude, you think that you screaming at him is like, dude, I'm here to have a good time. Yeah. If this dude is telling me what I'm doing is going to take me to hell, like, dope, dude. Yeah. That's fine, because this is awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy this draft. Do you remember the, ones, the one that was outside the Kiss concert we went to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, See, nobody I was, was enjoying it. Yeah, and nobody was paying attention. I think some I think some people actually went and got pictures like in front of him. Like, people had dressed up as Gene Simmons went and got pictures with him. That's and what he, I And the dude was do. getting so mad, because no one was like, because now it's like, yeah. No these, one cares, These Kiss fans dude. have been dealing with that Who since, like, the 70s. Who cares what this guy has to say? Yeah. Like, you know, I wonder how they're dealing with coronavirus. West Baptist. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? The West Nile Baptist Church, whatever the it's West called. West Nile Baptist Church. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, I would imagine not well, Bob. <laughs> not well. I mean, their their whole game plan is just like piss people off. And like now there's no people out. Yeah. Like they're like, God dang it. We got to go down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Only play. We're going to go to Disney World this year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right, you know, we wonder why our show's been running so long lately. We just well, keep, we just go. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. People need to hear our nonsensical opinions, okay? Because <laughs> we're not doing it in front of their homes. Yeah. Okay. Because we're civil. Because <laughs> we're civil individuals. Yeah. So now let's move into our main thing today. We are at part four of our Seattle boom, fantasy boom, expansion. Boom, boom. We're doing the Atlantic. I've got to take four 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 d men and a goalie so oh yeah that's gonna suck you've just got to take three d men and the rest forwards three d men and one forward and then my world is open so i really planned better than you which is uh very exciting to me i'm very happy about it because this is the dope division for sure uh you've got the first pick today what well before we do that why don't we tell everyone what our teams currently are okay I um I will start since I get first pick. I've got Taylor Hall, Drew Doughty, John Gibson, Leon Dreisaitl, Eric Carlson, Brock Besser, and Johnny Gaudreau from the Pacific. From the Central, I have Nathan McKinnon, Patrick Kane, Jordan Bennington, Tyler Sagan, Patrick Laine, Matt Dumba, Philip Forsberg, and uh, that would be my Central team. My Atlantic, I'm sorry, my Metro team is Artemi Panarin, Seth Jones, Ivan Provorov. Matt Barzell, Dougie Hamilton, Mackenzie Blackwood, Evgeny Malkin, and Alex Ovechkin. All right. So from the Pacific, I've got Connor McDavid, Matthew Tuchuk, Elias Pettersson, Timo Meyer, Camp Baller, Phil Kessel, Tyler Toffoli. From the Central, I've got Roman Yossi, Kevin Fiala, Kyle Connor, Ben Bishop, Kale McCarr, Alex DeBrinkett, and Ryan O'Reilly. From the Metro, I've got John Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Carter Hart, Sebastian Ajo, Pierre Luc Dubrois, Ryan Pulak. Mika Zabinajad and Kyle Pomeri. We, we, we got two pretty stacked teams. Pretty stacked teams. Almost like we're doing a two-man fantasy draft. It's almost <laughs> like we get to pick anybody we want from any team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess that will take it to me. I am going to be, and I, obviously I probably would have landed on this myself, but you really jogged it into my mind. 
I've got to go with old David Pasternak. Works um, for me, and I'm happy I put that in your mind because I wasn't going to take him. You're such a liar. <laughs> no, dude. I, <laughs> you are such a liar. You were definitely going to take no, 100% him, bro. 100% was not. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm not. Uh, well, I was going to take. No, I'll let you know in a bit. But I, I don't, because I don't take it's from the Bruins yet. literally your chance. Wow. You're, yeah. You weren't going to take him as, you were going to take Marshan. No. Okay. You do know I know what he, I need to still need a goalie, right? Oh, you're going to take Tuka? No. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, it Go was ahead. either him or Vassy, and I need, instead, I need a score. So I'm taking Nikita Kucherov. Wow. Wow. Did not see that coming. I mean, obviously, that's. This, that was who I was going to go first before pasta. I know I need D-men, my... but I need that scoring. I need yeah, that scoring. But that's perfect because I need a few D-men as well. Yeah. And that has really, really opened me up on the uh, on the lightning to to steal from you somebody that I needed. I'm not going to go there, obviously, for obvious reasons. I think at this point, I need my guess. My pick needs to be somewhere that I think that you're going to go. Or, or would want to go, but okay. For my second pick, I think I'm gonna go a little off the cuff and hopefully kind of steal somebody from your from your grasp. I'm going over to Ottawa and taking Thomas Shabbat because I yeah. um, I don't think that they have many more demon that are gonna be of use there. And uh, really going to try to put you in a bad place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, it does put me in a little bit of a bad place. However, I'm going to go ahead and get my D man who I want. Well, not, I mean, obviously not who I want, but who I'm dealing with. Uh, whew. Hmm. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, with some youth for a second or third line D man. Okay. Rasmus Dahlin from the Sabres. Ah, smart. I was didn't think that you were going to go there. That was good because I almost went there myself. But because you've done that, that really has opened me up to take the best player on uh, yeah. Buffalo a little later on because I have so many open options there. Um, okay, so I think that I'm going to go over to my Habs and I'm going to go ahead and take Shea Weber. As uh, as you know, as a as a D man that is probably going to be able to uh, be a leader on the team, and also what that means is you don't get him. So (laughs) I I think that's a lot of my picks are doing today. He was never on my list. Yeah, because you need the goalie. So (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you're going price, but um, but uh, I've left you open there. But you needed so many D men that I wanted to take some of the top D-men from these teams that you weren't able to yeah. take. So I'm going to go ahead and grab another D-man uh, with uh, Aaron Ekblad. Ah, dang. I knew I should have gone there and got uh, got Ekblad. That was, uh, that was a great choice, obviously. I am uh, I'm a little jealous of that pick from you, man. So great pick, actually. I guess that I, since I only need three D-men, I can really, because I know where I'm going with the Lightning obviously. So I can really go anywhere. Uh, the only teams that we haven't picked from, however, are the Maple Leafs and the Red Wings. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Maple Leafs have some really good options. The Red Wings, 
don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go up to Detroit, though, and take uh, Mr. Larkin. Uh, Damn Dylan, you. Dylan Larkin. I know that's literally one of the few guys that I even was able to find and put on my list. And again, it's all about hurting you, not helping me at this point, Bobby, because I'm already I'm already feeling great about my team. Yeah. So I need let's see. I still need two more demon. <laughs> I know that's I'm, that's the best part. Uh, so I I mean, uh, I guess I'll take at age 28. Uh, Tyson Berry from the Leafs. Okay, yeah, not a bad choice. Not who I would have gone with I on mean, D-Man I, yeah, from well, the Leafs. You know, I would have most certainly gone with uh, Morgan Riley as, you know, since he's the best defender on the team. I'm not jealous of you, though. I don't so, know why he's not on my list. Uh, that, that was a user error, I think. It's okay, you already said it. Yep, you no, already said no, it out fine. loud. Yeah. He's, I mean, not not that Tyson Berry's bad, okay? Yeah. I mean, he might not he, make he'll a He'll fit good into a third-line D. Sure. Whereas Morgan or, Riley um, might, uh, yeah. Morgan Riley was going to be a top-line yeah. top guy. I don't have to go there, though, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Well, now I'm kind of torn because I got two good D options. But I think that I'm going to go over to... I guess I got Tampa, Toronto, and Buffalo left, and Florida. Wow, I got plenty to plenty to choose from. You really messed with my plan getting uh, Kucherov because I was really <laughs> hoping to get the top two right wings in the game, um, which obviously I've not been able to do. I'm gonna go over to. I think I'm just gonna stack. Oh, man, I'm thinking about stacking centers, but. Um, this is a this is a tough call. I mean, both would have been stacking centers because I've already got six centers. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm guessing we can force our centers onto a to a wing if we need, um, if we'd like. Yeah, or I'm no sure we go. can. I mean, we yeah, we can discuss it. To we'll ex- discuss. Yeah. yeah, that is that's good. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go up to Buffalo and get uh, get Jack Eichel. Yeah, and you right. know I feel like that's a good player that we would probably both agree that could play a little bit of wing um but if not uh i am still gonna take him so that means every team has been picked from so far i believe so yes all right so i'm just gonna go ahead and get my last d man out of the way fill that spot uh with jeff petrie from the habs yeah see you needed to go there you still need a goalie so yep um I'm going to go over to the Lightning and get my last D-man and take yeah. Mr. Victor Hedman. Yeah. I feel like that's a an obvious choice, and I've finally got what I needed on my team in a top, top-line yeah. defenseman. I was very pleased to be able to get them get him with a, with a deep pick in the draft here. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to take my goalie, 32 years old. He's the presumptive... Uh, Vesna winner this year uh, with only eight losses. Tuka Rask at goalie. You know, that's a guy who can be solid throughout the playoffs. He was splitting time. So he's, oh, so what you mean is he's rested? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I don't think that me saying he was splitting time means that he wasn't rested. Bobby. <laughs> I never, I never, I never said he was tired. <laughs> um, okay. Great choice. I can't believe you didn't go carry Price and then go with uh, with somebody else on Boston. I guess my final. I got two picks. Jeez, I need another winger. And as much as I would like to bring 
I guess I don't really need a winger. I think I'm going to go and take Mr. Sergey Bobrovsky from the uh, from the Panthers. As much as I was, I was thinking about Huberdeau there, I think that Bobrovsky is going to kick Mackenzie Blackwood to the curb, leaving me with a three solid set of goalies and um, and setting me up pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, solid. Uh, let's see. I guess all that I've got left are the Sens and the Red Wings. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to top two teams in the league right yeah. there, bud. Uh, I'm going to take Brady to Chuck at left wing. Yeah, that was my other, my only other option on Ottawa. And then that leaves me with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And what a, cl- what a, what a conglomerate of options that I have yeah. here. Do I go John Tavares? Do I go Austin Matthews? Do I go Mitch Marner? Because I need, you know, maybe another right wing. I'm feeling okay with my uh with my four right wings that I have. I mean, you know, I've got Besser, uh Patrick Kane, Patrick Line, and uh and David Pasternak. I think that I'm gonna be okay with those four guys. So I don't think that I need to go with Mitch Marner. I don't know how you don't go with uh with youth here, and I'm gonna take Austin Matthews to round out my team. All right, buddy. Big choice now. Detroit. Who do you got? I've got the one player on Detroit that's yeah, worth anything. Uh, let's see. Who did you take on Detroit? I took uh old Dylan Larkin. Okay. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Not that I would lie yeah. to you. Uh, I was going to take Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> yeah, that was my only other yeah. like deep secondary option. I had like in just in case like a last case scenario something really bad happened. Jonathan Bernier, just in yeah. case like oh crap, you took all the goalies. Well, you have eight you know, goalies on your team. I probably would have gone with old old Howard though. You yeah. know, I mean he's old, but we only yeah. need him for like one game that we're <laughs> simming. <laughs> I think. Well, I think the plan is to sim like a bunch of games, which sure. I guess for it's still one game. Still doesn't matter because yeah. he's not. It's not like a over the course. Of, we're not going to fatigue him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. That- uh, good. Good little draft here, man. I'm ready to kind of finish this off next week and kind of see where we're going with the setup of our rosters. Yeah. And, and then let's kind of see what we have. We'll, planned. Uh, we'll create some two Seattle teams on NHL 20 and let them go at it. Just let them battle it out. Yeah. Fighting all the way up. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You know, penalties. Completely off. Offsides, no go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I had uh, Tuka Rask, Nikita Kucherov, which I'm really happy I was able to get. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good snag for sure. Uh, Tyson Berry, Aaron Ekblad, Jeff Petrie, Rasmus Dahlin, Brady Tachuk, and Tyler Bertuzzi. I think you didn't know how to take a lot of D-men, dude. I'm, I'm happy with my Solid offensive team. capabilities. Solid team. And I'm honestly glad with getting pasta because I needed Victor Hedman. On my team. Yeah. You know, I needed that really strong. I mean, Dougie Hamilton's great. Don't get me wrong. But Victor Hedman is a is a top-notch defender that yeah. will be able to pair well on my team. Yeah. So, And I thought about taking him, but, like, you can't – hockey's not something you can mid-max in. You can't just max out your – like, that D would just be too one-sided. I would and, just destroy you. Yeah. yeah, because then that would have left me Kucherov. And yeah. I would have really passed would end. have. Yeah. 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 Uh, but my, my team, uh, David Pasternak, Thomas Shabbat – uh, Shea Weber, Dylan Larkin, Jack Eichel, Victor Hedman, Sergey Bobrovsky, Austin Matthews. I am 
very pleased with my team. The star yeah. power. I finally feel like I'm going to beat you in a fake vote <laughs> on uh, on Twitter. So yeah. I can tell you exactly why I didn't take Morgan Riley. Uh, I did Toronto in like right before I left the house and I quickly just looked up points on their D-man. And Tyson Berry has a lot more points than him, but that's because he has 70 games played compared to uh, yeah. Riley's 47. Yeah, Riley. So that's was why he, hurt. for some reason, yeah. he just didn't get on my list, which is annoying. But that's user Not error. Not to me. It was yeah. very, very, I'm very appreciative of it, Bobby. And yeah. I appreciate you doing a lackluster, you know, uh, lackluster research. Usually it's me that does that. So let's go ahead and move into pop culture, yeah, right? I finally got to watch it. We're talking. Fellowship of the Ring. Rewatch it. You've seen it before, yes, right? I've seen this by my 12th time watching it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I saw the extended edition. Uh, always dope. So uh, I, I need to rewatch and watch the, the extended edition, bro. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it. So yeah, remember when I texted you and said, oh, this is an extra hour longer. And I assumed that it was 30 and it, I thought it was 30 minutes of extended edition, 30 minutes of special features. And nope, nope, nope. It, hour. It was an hour. hour. Yeah. It ended and I, and I was like, this is long. And I was like, when I was like, there's like in the credit start, I'm like, there's five minutes left. How is there time for special features? This yeah. was like a four hour movie. Yeah, they all are. They all. Yeah. Fellowship it, was the shortest one, but the extended edition makes it a hell of a movie. Fellowship was. I mean, it was not my not my favorite in the series, but what a good movie. Yeah. And it needed to introduce so much because yeah. Peter Jackson did such such a good job of not making this a movie necessarily based right off of the book. Yeah. He really introduced a lot of people and I'm appreciative of that. Some people didn't like that fact. <clears throat> I'm appreciative that he opened this up to all yeah. realms of audiences that yeah. would be able to enjoy this movie. And you didn't have to be a mega nerd yeah. to love it. And one thing is that, um, in the books, I've never fully read all the books. I've read part, um, a lot of Fellowship of the Ring, just not I, all of it. I just bought them, dude. Nice. I'm about to get up in them. So you'll find that as slow as some of the pacing was in Fellowship, uh, the movie, the pacing was even slower in the book because they literally, they introduce, they reintroduce to you every single, almost all of the dwarfs from The Hobbit and mm -hmm. tell you where they are in life. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of filler with, a lot of people like this character named Tom uh, Bombadil. It is the most filling, ridiculous filler. It's like old Dragon Ball Z where they would just spend four episodes. Fourteen just, episodes. Yeah. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. And they do things like, uh, well, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to spoil the book, the Tom Bobadil parts yeah, for you. Please in the book. do not. Yeah. yeah. It's cool, but it, it is a little over the top and it, it, it would have added like an extra 45 minutes to the movie if yeah. they'd done that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't actually affect any of the storyline. Right. Just so, more of like a, for the folks that have read The yeah, Hobbit. That, yeah. And sure. I, once you read, once you get past that part, I'll tell you about it. I've got, well, I'm, I'm going to start on The Hobbit. Okay. So I've got, I've got all four, all four of the books, The Hobbit and uh, Fellowship, Two Towers and The Return of the King. So nice. I'll be starting on The Hobbit for yeah, sure. I might start, I might honestly, I might start that along with you, man. And we just yeah. talk about it. So that'll be dope, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even if we don't talk about it on the actual pod, like, I mean, this yeah. is something that I, yeah. And if, for those of you that want to read along, uh, uh, friends of ours, they have a podcast called an unexpected podcast, which is a read along of the, of the book. So wow, I didn't, I didn't, I knew about the unexpected podcast, but I'm not a listener. So I didn't know that it was like a, yeah. a guided read along. Yeah, that that could be yeah. very, very helpful yeah. in, in reading this. So. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, uh, ran by one of the guys who also has been the knee. So, uh, you know, oh, they cool. know what they're talking about. Cool. 
Uh, so what, what were your, we just talked about thoughts. What would you say is one of your favorite scenes from fellowship? You know, there was a, obviously a lot of great scenes. There wasn't one that really just like sticks out in my mind, Really, you know, like there is like a lot of like run you fools. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Gandalf scene is great. You know, uh, I, and, and I don't want to, but that's, that's the thing is like, because it's built so much on each yeah. You know, it was just there to build. There were tons of great scenes that I just didn't look at as some of the greatest scenes in the in the series. Now, I should clear that I'm a huge Legolas fan. And not that he had bad scenes in this one, but in every other movie that Legolas was in, he has such memorable scenes for me that it just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the bridge in Moria. That yeah. that would have to be one. You shall not pass. How many times have we said that stuff? Yeah. You know, like that's absolutely. Even my wife, who's never seen the movies, no, like she she's like, knows oh, is this Gandalf. Thing yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I liked the, like the ring wraith scenes a whole yeah. lot. Um, I feel like I feel like that they they were really well done. Now that we're kind of like getting into it, honestly, the Liv Tyler Arwen scene when she's rushing. Um, rushing Frodo to Rivendell, and yeah. the Ringwraiths are oh, chasing yeah, them, and she goes across. That was really dope to me, and that was that was probably the part because it was earlier on in the movie. It's not super early or anything, but yeah. it was earlier on in the movie. Stephanie was like, "Live Tyler's in this," and I was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, dude, like you haven't even seen anything yet because yeah. like everybody and their mom was in this, you know." Uh, so that was a really really cool scene to me. Now, realistically, I think the best scene in the the movie, again, there wasn't a best scene the for me. The fellowship coming together? The fellowship coming together was cool to me. Obviously, that like is really what started it all. And my axe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love Gimli's one of my Gimli favorite characters. Is, Gimli's awesome. I like yeah. Gimli. I'm a, obviously just a legless guy. First of all, I love Orlando Bloom. You know, no question. Honestly, though. It was. It had to have been the Boromir scene when he tries to steal the ring from Frodo, and then the orcs come, oh, okay. and then he saves Merry and Pippin's life, yeah. dude, and he re- totally redeems himself. Yeah. Sean Bean, yeah, and like I, I texted you, like one of the reasons Fellowship is my favorite mm-hmm. is, I mean, you've got so like Sean Bean first off. Sean Bean's great, and my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite, my favorite whole se- sequence is Moria. Yeah, my favorite is when Gimli finds the uh, the the burial site of I, I guess that's his uncle, maybe or his cousin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they and he's just standing on the thing because he realized that his one downfall. He's like, hey, I. I'm I'm the DPS in this group, so I need right. to make up for my down. I need to get up high so I can start swinging on mofos. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Moria was. I mean, that was a killer scene. Yeah, and when like Frodo pulls his sword out, yeah. it's glowing blue, and like yeah, all they hearing out, they're hearing all this sound. That's the that's the problem is like picking a favorite scene is tough. Now, for the next two movies, I have a favorite scene that has shined shined in my mind for foreverness. Okay, yeah. and I know we'll know. I know you'll know what we talk, what, what I'm talking about when I bring it up, but um, man, criticism. <laughs> I'm I don't even know 
why you put that in here. I think I to be subjective, have, and I, I mean, sure, but I know, cannot be. I don't think so. That there's, there's no criticisms with. I mean, I think the pacing at the beginning is a little slow. But now, let me be very clear. When I say pacing is a little slow, it's still good. It's still good. I know. I know. You're yeah. just trying to be fair. Yeah, pacing's a little slow, but I think that the pacing being a little slow in the beginning really set it up for people that weren't book readers that have yeah. that didn't know what was going on and didn't know how to, yeah. how to go about it. Now I do want to address one thing that's always been on Reddit. People have been saying it to me my entire life is, Oh, why didn't the hobbits just take the Eagles all the way to Mordor? Yeah. No dumbass, not how it works. Yeah. You do realize it's an all seeing eye and he's got an, a flying Nazgul that would just kill them. Well, that and it's been pretty established through all six of the the movies in this uh, in this Middle Earth, you know, sixagy, you know, as far as the movies go, at least. The Eagles only come at the very, very, very yeah. final second. They got their own shit they're doing. <laughs> they, you know, they're eagling, dude. They're yeah. doing eagle stuff. You know, and you know so the like, size of the worms they have to find for their kids. They gotta find worms. They gotta they gotta chew up the worms. Like tre- they gotta like regurg- tremor size worms. Then they gotta regurgitate these worms yeah. into other eagles. That's like mouths. a whole day's process. Yeah. So um no, that's you know, that in itself was not um one thing was not bothersome. I'm not to me. sure if it was the extended edition or if you saw it too. When I but I or I may have just noticed it on this watch on this watch through, you know, every watch that I find something See something new is yeah. Uh, when they stopped for a little bit after they left the Shire and they were with uh, Aragorn, I guess at the time they didn't know he was a Strider at this time. Um, they were at uh, uh, Bilbo's uh, trolls when they, you know, in the Hobbit when he um, turned when he they were turned into stone. Well, in the extended edition, you see the trolls in stone. And that's where they yeah, camp for a night. I don't okay, remember so that. That's that's an, so that's an extended. Cool. And, and I'm and if you and obviously if if you saw the extended edition before the Hobbit, you wouldn't really know. It'd be like, oh, a cool little side piece sure. from the book. But it's cool they're in the same positions as they were, obviously, because they made uh, the Hobbit second. Yeah, it's, cool. yeah, I would definitely suggest going back or at least get on YouTube and like see just the extended edition clips. Sorry, Stephanie, we got to watch <laughs> Fellowship again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, but now got, that we've done that, we have to start over and finish. Well, since it. we watched Fellowship, I mean, we can't watch Fellowship without watching the Two Towers. Yeah. I mean, the Two Towers happens. You can't watch Two Towers without watching Return of the King. As soon as that sounds like, like, okay, the Hobbit's over. But now that we're done, we actually watch Hobbits first and see if that changes anything. Right. It may change the the thought process. A month later, we're finishing it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, yes, obviously there are small criticisms that if like I dug deep, I could, I could have, but I just feel like those movies are so well done. Peter Jackson did such a good job. So, uh, Megan was saying, Ugh, I don't want to watch it this time. I think I was like, yeah, but they're like some of the best movies ever made. They're like really the best movie. I'm like, yeah, they won like a crap ton of Oscars. She was like, so if I looked up the best, the best movie series. Oh, you got her good, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> yes, it came out at number two, but this was Behind done. Behind what? Oh, oh, you want to be mad? Yes, I'm uh, already mad. The Mad Max series. I know, right? They base it off voter polls and Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, and she was Rotten like. Rotten Tomatoes is a. Yeah is a trash website yeah. in my opinion it went like star uh, i think it went star wars lord of the rings uh, uh, two, and then mad max and i was like what no, no. i refuse to believe this no. she was like so what you're saying is, is it's all wrong so they're not even numbers i was like no lord of the rings should be number one but but still even so there was argument number for, two yeah it's it really hurt her argument because yeah. like this is one of the greatest movie series that yeah. has ever written and listen uh the return of the king won more oscars but i think that's because it was the third. It was the it was the it's finale. So they they were like they they gave the they were given the series those Oscars. Yeah, it really. But I mean, Return of the King is still amazing. You know, and it's so funny because Viggo Mortensen, 
straight killed it as Aragorn, right? Yeah, everyone killed their roles. Everybody killed their roles. I cannot look to something else that Vigo Mortensen has done and been like, oh yeah, Vigo Mortensen was in this. And like, I'm sure uh, that I've seen him in other I things. Think he was was like, he Van? No, he wasn't Van Helsing. That was uh, Wolverine was Van Helsing. What? I mean, I know he's been in other stuff that I would be like, oh yeah. But the fact that we're having to look it up is... That's what I'm saying. Like, it's literally taken over his... The vision that they've had in people. Like, yeah, I'm like looking through this list of movies that he's been in. Like, and it seems like he was like in more 90s movies and 80s movies that like maybe we didn't really see a lot of. But like, dude, that's taken him to like whole new heights, in my opinion. Yeah, Uh, I'm going through Hildago, which is one thing I remember seeing him in. Um, wasn't he in, no, I was going to say, wasn't he in like the, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, the remake or something, but I don't think so. Maybe I didn't see that though. So, yeah. So yeah, not much. I mean, I think he, I mean, but I mean, killing that role is enough to <laughs> but make it's like, I, I, I want to highlight, like, I'm not saying Vigo Mortensen made his name doing Lord of the Rings, but like for a lot of us, this is going to be a family guy group, situation where Peter talks shit about Liam Neeson and now Vigo Mortensen's going to find you and just kick your ass. <laughs> How awesome yeah. of content would that be, Bobby? <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Let, let me get this recorded. Yeah. What? I mean, we got to put it on the pod. Dude. Our Patreon subscribers would go up. Yeah, that would be super dope. But what's going to happen is because I've been, you know, talking up my boy Orlando Bloom, he's just going to show up and protect me, dude. And he's going to arrow Vigo Mortensen right in the face, dude. Right in the face. Yeah. So criticisms. Yeah, I'm sure we could. I'm sure I could like delve some up a little bit. And you've kind of brought up one thing I will say. And this is less about this movie and this more. And we'll talk about it later. But I know everyone's like loves hobbits and like, oh, we love the hobbits. But it's like. The I I they're obviously good scenes, but I just they're boring, man. The Hobbit scenes, yeah, like all like Frodo is useless. Yeah, he's he the does. Worst. No, Samwise is the best Hobbit, obviously, yeah. but in but in Mary and Pip are great. But it's like potatoes. Yeah, but it's like all right, all right. I want to see I want to see the other guys. I want to see Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn. Like I yeah. want to see those scenes. Those yeah. scenes are baller. Yeah, um, I agree. And also, how useless are the uh, the riders? The um, what are they called? The Nazgul. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. They're the horrible at their job, dude. They couldn't catch three hobbits. Three hobbits. And then later really on, two. The whole thing that they're all told about how powerful these are. Aragorn scares five of them by himself. Boo. <laughs> yeah, and they just oh no, Boo. one human. Boo. Weren't you in Hidalgo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. They were the worst ring race. Yeah. I mean, these used to be like the dopest kings, right? That's yeah. what they are. They're the human kings that and were their plot, the ring like, And they, here's the thing. Wielders. They could have just killed Frodo, but they were like, no, 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 no. Let's use a poison blade and wait instead of just taking that <laughs> blade and just stabbing him like a second time. Yeah. Like he had the ring, dude. He had it on. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, just take him with you. You obviously could see him. Yeah. Uh, the Nazgul were... and. Obviously, like there were some cool Nazgul scenes. The coolest Nazgul scene came from Battle of Five Armies, though, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I, I'm halfway through. Uh, uh, are we watching the Two Towers? I'll finish that up, and we'll talk about that. My next. favorite, dude. I cannot. Yeah, wait. I mean they're dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I love and like the Fellowship scene when they all come together. 
It's so dope, dude. Yeah. Like, cause you, you, that's, you only get to see it for like 30 minutes of the actual fellowship together. Yeah. And, and it's just, right. yeah. And all nine of them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and not that we're not even talking about the soundtrack yet, dude. The soundtrack is dope. No. Yeah. And it's I really mean, the same tune over and over again, just like in different pitches. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. What a great, uh, what a great movie and what a great film group that we, like, it's funny. There are six total films and like, I feel like we could literally just talk about this, talk about Lord of the Rings for like 19 episodes, dude, Yeah, you know, <laughs> and never stop being able to talk about it. Obviously we won't because we want to keep at least some of our listeners yeah. that don't like Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> all um, one of them, at least one of them, you know, we want one. Hopefully it's my boy Keith up in, uh, yeah. up in Australia, dude. Yeah. I hope he. Has he sent us his name yet? Because Not we've yet. been calling him out like three episodes now. Yeah. Keith, come holler at us, bro. We <laughs> enjoy you. All right. Uh, we're not doing this or that this week because we, uh, we're almost running out of time and we are trying to shorten the episodes because the last couple of have been almost two hours. So we're trying to bring it down just a smidge for you guys. We've been Lord of the Ring in, Lord of the Rings in these episodes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this is the first one. <laughs> Even though this is the first one, we've been channeling our inner Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to what are you binging? Uh, I don't have a beer this week. Uh, I don't either. I I mean, I drank a bunch of I guess some Corona, this week. But, you know, yeah, nothing I mean, special. Yeah, but I, we just started the show last night called Cursed on Netflix. Really good, kind of weird. It's the uh, did you ever did you watch Thirteen Reasons Why at all? Uh, no. Okay, and I'll give you Thirteen Reasons Why <laughs> if you want. <laughs> uh, so it's the uh, the main chick from that who killed herself from season one is the main character. She's back. <laughs> it's a spinoff <laughs> spinoff show. <laughs> so anyway, so she plays a fae or like a witch, and you find out they don't directly tell you, but you find out that it's like oh, there's a king and his name is uh, Uther. Boo. <laughs> and we're like, oh, Uther. And I was like, maybe Uther Pendragon. Then you found out there's Uther. a Merlin in there as well. And his his Uther. He, this dude sounds like he's in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, he, there's Merlin. There's King Arthur in there. But it's uh, about like how she like. Oh, okay, so you're saying these characters are actually yes in the okay. show. Yeah, and the whole thing is like uh, she's she's a witch. And they, like people already don't like kind of like witches, but when she was a kid, she got hit uh, attacked by like a, an evil god who was like in the shape of a bear. Okay. And scratched her back, and apparently they think that like if you have three marks on your back, it's you've been you're, you're evil. So because she got attacked with a bear and we got hit with three claws or something, everyone thinks she's evil. So people are trying to kill her and shit. But they also they introduce like Christianity into the King Arthur stories, and they're just going around like Christians just going around putting people up on crosses and burning everyone who are like witches and and it's like and I was watching this, I was like, well, this took a twist. Yeah, I mean, sounds sounds like you're having a good time yeah. with it. I'm not really sure that I can, you know delve into it yeah well it's one season well i mean but one season turns into multiple seasons you know that's that's the way it yeah. works you know <laughs> I, I i generally try to stay away from shows that are new not always i mean you know i've yeah. talked about plenty of shows that are new shows that i've been watching and stuff it sounds okay though yeah sounds I pretty just, dope. i'm the same way i try to like get into shows in the third season but megan really wanted to watch the show and i was like oh, it looks all right so Dude, we were, i like getting into shows that have like a deep like six or yeah. seven seasons and you're like oh yeah bro yeah, yeah you know yeah one weekend and you're just like oh i'm almost done i mean you know and, and it's funny that i can't i'll tell you what i'll be in on a season from the day one the Lord of the Rings Amazon series that's yeah. supposed to be coming. Oh, that's gonna be dope. Oh, don't even let's not even let's not even get into it because we're just gonna add forty five minutes. To the yeah. Episode. Uh, so what I've been binging, and I haven't even watched the second one, but 
you know, we did our whole Marvel series and the only two movies in that whole Marvel series that I didn't watch was uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home. Just watched Homecoming last night. You like it? Loved it, dude. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, Tom Holland is awesome. Yeah. Uh, he is the perfect Spider-Man. As yeah. much as I've told you my whole life that I'm a Tobey Maguire truther, he is the perfect Spider-Man, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, it's... I'll tell you, the only thing, the only thing that really, and I mean, it's obviously a great part of the movie, but really weirds me out is Marissa Tomei being Aunt May. She's way too hot to be Aunt May. You know what I'm saying? And like, look, I've seen Marissa Tomei be hot in a lot of movies. I think that she was the hottest that I've ever seen her as being as Aunt May. You know, like. I'm with you on that. Yeah, 100%. I just feel like it's such a weird casting choice. I mean, it's smart. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's real smart. But, I mean, and she does a good job. It's not like she, like, oversells it or anything. But, like, so, like, I just wonder who Uncle Ben was. He had to have been a hottie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he landed Aunt May. And, like, his parents had to be, like, 15 when he died. You know, like, yeah. there was just, like, a lot of things that I was, like, more confused about by that. But I thought there was like a perfect like little little splattering of uh, of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I loved it. I really did enjoy that movie a whole lot. But I'm super excited to watch a Far From Home as well. Yeah, dude, honestly, I'm ready. I'm excited. I think honestly. I'm gonna watch that. Uh, maybe tomorrow. I'll watch it before next week. And we can yeah. t- and we can talk about it next week. We can talk about it next week. Yeah. But save plenty of time. For my movie, dude. Two Towers. Oh, The Two Towers. That is my favorite movie, dude. I will say. Not favorite movie ever or anything, but like favorite Lord of the Rings Don't want to get it too soon, but I do love when the the three roll up with uh, Gandalf and knock uh, Saruman out of the dude. I love that scene. That's a great scene. Which, by the way, the fact that they didn't see that eventually, like Sauron and Saruman, like he definitely. So close. The names are so close. Well, and you know, in the Hobbit, that, and he's like, he's like definitely like in you, the Hobbit when he's like, "I'll deal with Sauron." <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Okay, yeah." I mean, this guy's obviously gonna. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, did you know that Christopher Lee uh, actually was the only member of that cast to ever meet Tolkien? Uh yeah, I can believe that. Christopher yeah. Lee's a BA dude. He's yeah. aw- and you know, like when Peter Jackson was like when he got when he was up on the tower and he got stabbed in the back or whatever, like. You know, uh, Jackson wanted him to like scream out, and then Christopher Lee was like, "No, when someone gets stabbed in the back, they don't say anything." (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, okay, well, this dude's killed like thirty Nazis, so like, yeah, we're gonna listen to this guy. Like, he was like, he was like, I refuse. Like, he was like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, but also, uh, Count Dooku don't play, dude. Uh, he also his the every year of his life since the series came out, he read all of the the entire books, every book that was out when during his life, he'd read it the books every year. Christopher Lee's, yeah. So I mean, he he loved the Lord. He was fully invested into that series. He's a baller, dude. I mean, his performances in that in that series is one of the best performances of all time as far as acting goes. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, we're talking about freaking Count Dooku, dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Count Dooku, he killed it as Count Dooku. Like I don't think that I've ever seen Christopher Lee in anything where I'm not like could have been better. You know? <laughs> He's a baller. Top yeah. to bottom, no question. 
Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. What do you got this week, Bob? All right. So I've got forced or unnatural sponsorships in sports. It's yeah. so obnoxious when yeah. you're seeing because you know what these pro athletes don't eat on a daily basis? McDonald's. Yeah. They're not drinking <laughs> Slurpees. Sprite. <laughs> yeah, LeBron is not drinking Sprite on a daily basis. Maybe he is, though, if you're sponsored. <laughs> but, like, I hear what you're saying. But, like, okay, see, I even read yours, a, like, a different way, really. Like, all of these, like, like these public service endorsements that, like... So, yeah, it was actually written two ways. I was also going to do, like, when they pigeonhole a sponsorship into something that doesn't need a sponsorship. Yeah. But it's kind of, yeah, both ways where, you know, there's no need just... Listen, I'm all for, you know, jerseys having sponsorships on them. But it just seems, like, way too often. Right, they're just finding unnecessary personal, sponsorships. Like personal sponsorships that yeah. people are doing more so. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, just, like, ridiculous stuff. Like, like Shaq being a uh, sponsor on like a pregnancy test is <laughs> <laughs> like uh like 90% like 90% accuracy like bro that's better than your free throw percentage <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> how wait 90% seems awfully low very low but way yeah. higher than his free throw percentage <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are the normal pregnancy test results like or did like you pull 97 out? like okay. 90 is okay 9 times out of 10 times is not enough yeah. time for you to be like legit this guy's pregnant <laughs> yeah. or this girl's pregnant like four sponsorships that are clearly like you don't really use this product like the buick the shack buick is obviously a great answer yeah. like maybe he uses a buick but uh yeah so that's a that's a that's a really good one i can't remember i'm pretty sure a couple years ago a nfl player was sponsored by some iud company for, and it, I remember seeing, and I think it ran like once or twice, and they realized that maybe not the best fit. He's like 100% guaranteed to never get pregnant, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, I mean, is it a bad fit, Bobby? Because he is never going to get pregnant. And they didn't even go for like a player that you would think. Like, I, like if I'm thinking of like someone who's going to sponsor, like, I, I mean, like Brian Erlacher. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one that popped into the mind, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ray oh, Lewis. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Ray Lewis, obviously. He's like, I'll block anything <laughs> richard sherman would be a solid one though too um daryl revis you know i mean revis island right here baby what's up what's up um okay so my sports answer is and i don't know that it technically counts as sports but it counts as sports to me yeah sports bars that you ask them, hey, will you change this to uh, so, so-and-so station so we can watch this game? And it's like we've asked them to do, uh, you know, do rocket science. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you mean you don't want to watch the DIY channel from the brunch crowd? Yeah. Or like, no, I just turns out I don't want to watch a 1913 ACC game, man. Like, I'd want to watch this game that's on. And it's like. I've always told you if I ran a sports bar, dude, I would have like a set schedule of like what goes on, what TV at what time and yeah. when it's going, what channels it on. Because like the mo one of the most important parts of a sports bar is what's on the TVs like that is not, it's not like a I'm regular saying. restaurant. It's a sports bar. I shouldn't I shouldn't have a problem requesting to watch something. Yeah. You know, 
And like we've gone places didn't ask to watch the Preds game. And they're like it they take it thirty minutes. Oh, well, we don't have that station. How did you not know that, Dolores? Yeah. What are you doing? You yeah. know with sports, there should be an app where when you go into a restaurant, they have a little thing on the table that says, hey, download this app, and everyone in there can, like, and not on all the TVs, but on some of the TVs, you can vote on what game gets put on. So in the moment, like, say, uh, 10 minutes before the game starts, when the voting concludes, your TV automatically switches to that channel. Yeah, that seems like way, te- way too technologically advanced for the type of dive bars that we go and watch <laughs> sports in, Bobby. You mean they're not going to have that okay. at the Donaldson Pub? <laughs> if they had that at the Donaldson Pub, it would cost more than the Donaldson <laughs> Pub, dude. I love the Donaldson Pub. Don't get me wrong. And honestly, they're not really one of the places that have has done this to me. Usually, yeah. it's been pretty quick paced on changing a station. Like I've been into a bar Louis before, and it took yeah. them way too long to change a channel on Old Chicago, which is just like yeah. And like here's the thing: got forty seven TV. Well, I gotta. I gotta go do this. Have you ever heard of like a remote with like a number on it? Like they're they're going through twenty remotes. Like just use a label maker. It's not like it's not like sports come on random channels. Like why do you not have like a quick guide of like what channel sports comes on and even just like a little legend? Like hey, this sports team comes on this channel. Like yeah, like it wears me out because I shouldn't have to miss thirty five minutes of the game because. I don't know. I'm sticking yeah. with Dolores, but Dolores doesn't know how to operate a remote. Like, first yeah. of all, that's like, do you know how to pour a beer? Do you know how to operate a, a point of sale system? And then do you know how to operate a remote? That should be the third yeah. question at a bar. I was at maybe old Chicago one time for a Preds game and they didn't have it on. So I was like, all right, I asked him and she's like, yeah, no problem. She comes back at the remote and I see it's direct TV. I know it's on six, four, six dash two. I have direct TV or at the mm-hmm. time I did. And I'm like, hey, it's, and she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll make it. I'll find it. I was like, okay. I'm telling you, you don't have to find it. <laughs> and I've got you the so map. So she's on like NBC, which is like, I don't know, channel three. I don't know. three, really, really like a low number channel. She's not even hitting the page button. She's hitting the single down, down, <sighs> down, 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 down. Killing me, And then dude. finally, I just said it like after like me just saying, hey, it's on six. And then I was like, hey, hey uh, the game's going to start. Like game started already. I was like, yeah. can you just hit six, four, six? She was yeah. like, well, I don't know where the dash was. I was like, no, no, just hit 646. It's going to take you there. <laughs> yeah, and then and that's also something that, like, when you become, like, a Preds, uh, a Preds bar. Preds approved bar, Preds yeah. Preds approved bar. The rule is you have to play the sound of the game. That's yeah. how you become a Preds approved bar. And, like, I've told people that before. Like, I was like, oh, you guys are Preds approved, and they won't have the sound on. I'll be like, you have to have the sound on. No, no, no. Like, no, bro. You have to. That's literally why I came here. I didn't come here because, like, I get that everybody has their choice of what they want to play on their sound system. Exactly. And, like, I've, like. Which I can rant about trivia nights at bars all night long. I've I've got some people real mad before. It's like, okay, that's fine. But I am going to call this number that they tell you to call if they're not. Because, like, they'll just go rip the sticker off, dude. You don't get to be Preds approved bar. And then not follow the rules of being a Preds approved bar. That's yeah. why I came here. Yeah. Okay. What's your uh, non-sports, buddy? The I don't do politics people. There's, listen, I'm all for if you, someone doesn't want to talk politics or they just don't want to. But when you say something that's not even like po- political and they're just like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't like talking about that. I don't like talking about politics. I don't do. I'm not involved in politics. It's like, what do you mean? Like you drive. You like what do you, what do you mean you don't do politics? Yeah. Like what do you like and they're like, Yeah, I don't really vote, I don't do anything of like that. You know, it's just it's not really it doesn't concern me. I'm like, Oh, I'm happy those things don't 
affect you at all. That's but- so funny because I hear you complain about so much. Yeah. You know, like the people that don't do politics, like again, we have numerous folks that we know across all spectrums of the political spectrum. I don't have to agree with everybody, but if you want to have an opinion about literally almost anything, then you do politics, okay? You may not vote, yeah, but you do politics, okay? Yeah. Like, you just don't actually do it. Yeah. But you have opinions about all these things that are political. Like, there are people that bitch about, oh, my health insurance costs so much. Well, you can do, you can literally do something about that. Yeah. I well, mean, you can at least attempt to do something about that. My rule is you don't, you only get to complain if you vote. Nobody gets to tell you who to vote for. Nobody gets to ask you who you voted for. But you only get to complain if you've made the attempt to yeah. get what, you know, get something done. So I agree. The don't do politics guy is usually the most vocal about all the yeah. crap in their in their lives. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. The people that do that, it's usually because they're not negatively affected by much as far as like the, what's currently going on. Or if they, positively. Yeah. I mean, if, if they were like, you know, yeah, like there are some people who don't get to be not pol- like who don't get to not be in politics because right. their life is worse off because of it or better off because of it. And they have to keep that way of life. Mm hmm. My non-sports is really something that, you know, we always talk about, oh, like, why do you complain about things that don't affect you? Because I have a platform to do it now. When people don't clear the notifications off their phone, and I'm not talking like having like one or two notifications. I'm talking about the people that have like 46,000 emails. <laughs> they've never read. You should look at my mom's oh, email. Oh, no, nah, dude. She's actually, she actually talked about hiring my wife to just go through and like, Look at and like clear them and like organize it because she has about fourteen thousand unread emails. Well, your mom is allowed to live whatever life she wants, but it snaps my stick, yeah. dude. I cannot like, dude. I get like eight emails and I'm like, okay, clear, clear, clear. <laughs> you know, like I cannot handle it. Like personally, it, it just it just wears me out. Like uh, Marvel Strike Force, there was an there was a plan for an orb opening event and like. Dude, I had to sit for like a week and a half with just like the red dots everywhere. And I almost didn't make it. I was like, forget this event, dude. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, just not clearing the notifications on your phone. Where's me? Ow, dude snaps my stick, bro. Yeah. And I'm loving Marvel Strike Force, man. I'm getting back into it now. I am close. uh, The way to get up into Hydro Taco. uh, Hydro. (laughs) Hydro Taco stand. Give a shout out to my boy Shadow, dude. Shout out, Shadow. Oh, there you go, bro. You're almost in. <laughs> but all right, everyone. Uh oh, next week we have a very awesome guest uh joining us on the phone. Up and coming country star Manny Blue uh will be joining us to uh talk about life, singing some country music, life on the road. Uh he can't join us in studio. He's uh due to a coronavirus, he's stuck in Canada right now. Been listening to a little bit of his stuff, bro. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not yeah. bad at all. Very bluesy style. Yeah, country Born to Ride man. is a solid single. I suggest yeah. everyone go listen to it. But looking uh, forward to yeah. it. All right, everyone. We will see you guys next week. Peace.